Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with the executive editor of Newsbusters, your host, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome, one and all, across the frigid plains. I'm being told it's 45 degrees in Florida. That's winter before December. Uh, the Democrats and their media allies are all abuzz at the possibility that they'll reduce the tiny Republican majority in the House of Representatives by one. The Democrats introduced a resolution to expel Congressman George Santos of Long Island, toot sweet, this week. They love this story. You know, even the comedians, a month or ago or so, Alex Christie found that uh, Santos had drawn 72 jokes on late-night quote-unquote comedy shows. That's compared to just 45 for the actual president of the United States. A freshman backbencher, because he's a Republican, and because he's, you know, he's colorful, is just their favorite target. I mean, Santos has 72 Senator Bob Menendez with the gold bricks in his closet head, too. This could explain that when CBS Mornings host Nate Burleson came on out of their Morning Santos report, he called Santos the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah? For who? A two-thirds majority is required to force Santos out, which is a higher threshold than other votes. Some lawmakers are still undecided, and a few oppose the expulsion resolution. Santos plans a news conference Thursday. Nate? It's like the gift that keeps on giving. Nicole, thank you. Now, CBS Evening News was the only network show on Tuesday night that reported on the potential purge of Santos. Reporter Scott McFarlane also added a little note at the end on how Hunter Biden wants to testify publicly before the House Oversight Committee. The Comer Committee sent a subpoena to Hunter to meet in private on December 13, but Hunter wants the public spectacle. Now, as media watchdogs, we say, bring it on. But maybe the Republicans have reasons they want to start with the private deposition. As on most Hunter stories, the networks act allergic to Hunter Biden developments. We've been noticing for uh, you know months and months how they don't want to talk about claims of bribes to the Bidens in, the, in Ukraine. You know, I think we could guess that they generally don't report on Hunter Biden unless the Biden White House sort of authorizes it, gives it a wink. I mean, there is a struggle there between the White House staff who don't want everybody focusing on Hunter Biden and the Hunter Biden legal team who wants to sort of go to war on the Republicans. Uh, there's a divide there. Uh, I should say, PBS NewsHour did briefly touch on the Hunter Biden thing in their little news wrap segment uh, for a couple of paragraphs if you read it online. And anchor Jeff Bennett sort of ran both sides. He said in a letter to Comer, Hunter Biden's lawyer said, quote, We have seen you use closed-door sessions to manipulate, even distort the facts, and misinform the public. Then Bennett added, Comer then accused Biden of wanting to play by his own rules, adding that won't stand with House Republicans. Obviously, the witness who's being subpoenaed doesn't get to set the conditions. 
that should be obvious. Um, but to some degree, yeah, Team Hunter wants him to swagger around and say somehow everything's false or that uh, that this you know this hearing is rigged. Uh, you know, this is the sort of thing where you can really see the double standard at work uh, because Trump's children were always fair game. They wanted to go after Donald Trump Jr. and something that Donald Trump Jr. emailed. They could talk about that for days. But they treat Hunter Biden like he's like 13, you know. <laughs> oh, the president's poor son, leave him alone. Uh, on Tuesday night's Jimmy Kimmel show, or was it Wednesday morning? We have this debate. Brent Baker wants to, you know, it's basically both. It's late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, at least in the East. Uh, I'm from the Central Time Zone, so I would want to say it's Tuesday's show. Jimmy Kimmel noted uh, Hunter said he's willing to testify before the House Oversight Committee, but only if it's televised. He wants to do it in public, preferably nude in a hot tub, smoking an unfiltered cigarette with a hooker. But his legal team wants him to testify out in the open. But Republicans don't want that. They don't want it on TV. They're like, if we don't do this behind closed doors, how are we supposed to make stuff up? Gee, if there's somebody who's made stuff up about Hunter Biden, that would be all of the Democrats in the media who tried to say the Hunter Biden laptop wasn't really a thing and that the story had all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. Who was making stuff up? The New York Times, the Washington Post, CBS News, people had to finally acknowledge the laptop was real. Its contents are authentic. Who's making stuff up? But this is Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel so much on Team Biden. He's on not just on Team Biden, he's on Team Hunter. And But he did, uh, Kimmel went on to say, it's really amazing, even though we've seen no evidence, and they've seen no evidence that Joe Biden had anything to do with this, Hunter and the laptop, this will not go away. Now who's making stuff up? Once again, to say there's nothing on the laptop that links Joe Biden to Hunter Biden's business is to deny reality. It's there in the emails. It's there in the photographs. Joe Biden's showing up for meetings with Hunter's clients, you know, at restaurants. They're in pictures together. There's thank you emails. Thank you for letting us meet your dad. The idea that there's no connection here is it's pants on fire. It's a pants on fire lit Jimmy Kimmel. We know that the fact checkers don't generally rule on the comedians very much, but they could. Yes, Jimmy Kimmel gave Hunter Biden a big on-air cuddle back in 2021 when his memoir came out called Beautiful Things. Curtis Howe chronicled it for us. The headline was Hunter Biden, Jimmy Kimmel laugh off infamous laptop as quote-unquote red herring. Red herring? Yeah, and Hunter insisted he was qualified for the Burisma job. All right, let's re review. It's a Ukrainian gas and oil company. Does Hunter Biden speak the language of Ukraine? No. Does Hunter Biden know anything about oil and gas? No, but he insists he was qualified. Why would that be? Because he's related to Joe Biden? 
But, you know, this just a couple years ago, this was the line. You would try to say, well, Hunter, is it your laptop? And he'd give interviews and he'd go, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Asking about the laptop is a red herring. That turned out not to be true. Now, on Wednesday's Morning Joe, we see once again, Scarborough's made this a habit to mock Jim Comer, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, as some sort of comical hillbilly, like Roscoe P. Coltrane from the Dukes of Hazard, Scarborough suggested in September that Arnold the Pig from Green Acres could do a better job of oversight than Jim Comer. You know, the other day uh, we were talking about Green Acres. Dan Schneider was like, let's sing the theme song out of nowhere. And uh, I obliged him here in my office. And sadly, I remember the entire song. <laughs> Somebody watched too much TV in the 70s. But yes, Arnold the pig was supposed to be a smart pig, but I don't think he was smart enough to investigate Hunter Biden. But this is, this is the game that they play. Um, Scarborough does this all the time where he treats Jim Comer like he's a backwoods moron, like he's in deliverance. That's, that's the game that they're playing there. Now, obviously, this is not a game they'd, they'd play for, oh, Benny Thompson of Mississippi, the chairman of the uh, January 6th committee. He wasn't going to go, oh, Benny Thompson has a, something to say about a January 6th. He's not making fun of the guy's Mississippi accent. First of all, everybody would say it was racist. But this is just how partisan they are. Obviously, you wouldn't go back to the Watergate hearings and go, uh, Senator Sam Irvin of North Carolina is going to investigate Richard Milhouse Nixon. I'm going to make fun of his accent. But somehow for Jim Comer of Kentucky, you know, he's uh, Scarborough's running around going, well, we ain't really got nothing but a squirrel fryer and a hound dog. And later in the same comedy routine, about as funny as Kimmel, he said, Comer and his gang are running for the hills in their coon hats, holding a squirrel fryer in their left hand and a shotgun in the right. <laughs> Speaking of Joe Biden, uh, latest columns about uh, discussion of Joe Biden, is Joe Biden getting credit for his achievements? This is one of those funny things we all know. Republicans don't have achievements when it comes to the networks. Democrats have achievements. Any legislation they pass is an achievement. The Inflation Reduction Act is not only described as the Inflation Reduction Act, we'll use the Democrat title, it's also going to be described as a wild success. It doesn't matter whether inflation actually goes down. So, you know, the discussion here was about uh, the real problem Democrats have. Uh, they discussed on the Monday Night News Hour, which is that uh, the Israel Hamas war divides the party. And that is the older Democrats, you know, are supporters of Israel. I mean, I assume to some degree that would also be Jewish young people who are Democrats, but obviously there are among the young wokesters. Jewish people who support Hamas or freeing Palestine, whatever lingo you want to use. 
But it was this whole idea that, gosh, how will uh, how will Biden move the needle? I mean, so Tamara Keith was on there. One of the people around the office today said, who's Tamara Keith? Well, she is actually not just the White House reporter for National Public Radio. She is also the head of the White House Correspondents Association. But for the most part, when you see her on TV, she's on the PBS NewsHour. So it's okay that conservatives might say, who's Tamara Keith? And everywhere they go, they call her Tam. Let's all be familiar. So Tam. So their question usually um, when Tamara Keith comes on on Monday nights is they don't actually have her, how is Biden doing? The question is not, how is Biden doing? The question is, what does Biden want you to say? Tam, what is the White House position? This is what, uh, uh, in this week it was, Tam, how does the White House see it? Jeff Bennett said, President Biden, the White House, I'm told, feels he doesn't always get the credit for doing the work because he doesn't do the work in a way that's properly, politically, theatrical. What is that supposed to mean? I mean, this is one of those things, again, where you can see them all standing around talking like Democrats. Biden needs to get credit for things. You know, they didn't sit around uh, under President Trump and say, how does Trump get credit? Trump didn't have any achievements. Trump didn't get any credit for anything. Trump was just there to be, you know, targeted and abused. But then listen to what Tamara Keith actually said. She basically turns into Tamara Jean-Pierre Keith explaining the White House position. This is this is uh, the story of Joe Biden as seen by the White House. And and he very much does not make a public show of of things until after it's done. And then he tries to claim credit, like with all of his economic accomplishments. And then he can't get the credit and it's already baked in. And that's just the story of Joe Biden. Um, I I think that with this case, um, that people in the Biden inner circle think, you know, it's a year out. These numbers are not good, um, but it's a year out, and a lot can change in a year. This is unlikely to be the top headline and the top driving issue for voters a year from now. Tamara Keith can state with a straight face that Biden has economic accomplishments. You know, Biden's having a Jimmy Carter rerun, but they're all wondering whether he gets enough credit. Uh, this is one of those things about the PBS NewsHour that's so frustrating. Um, at least in this case, they're not really trying to balance out the panel. You know, theoretically on Fridays, when it's Jonathan Capehart and David Brooks, you might presume that David Brooks is on the center-right, even though he's a columnist for the New York Times. David Brooks had a history of being on the right uh, before he joined the New York Times, but certainly not once he joined the New York Times. Now, the other Friday night, they had Eliana Johnson on from the Washington Free Beacon, and that was that was okay. But generally, even in that case, you're not going to get a lot of explicit criticism of Biden. This Monday night panel of Tamara Keith and political analyst Amy Walter might do some political analysis, but there's just no sense whatsoever of what the Republican criticism of Biden would be. Here in this case, they're being very gentle 
to try to explain the divide between Democrats. And then Tamara Keith says, A, it's a year out. The Biden people think that Israel won't be a thing next year. You know, but this could be a little bit like saying, uh, you know, COVID won't be a thing next year when it, sometimes it is. So, I mean, it, I suppose that's a way to talk around it right now. But this is sort of the, the maddening thing, not just about PBS, but about the others. You know, you can watch uh, ABC reporter Mary Bruce talking about how Biden can't get the ho- American hostages out of Gaza. It's not even presented that way. Uh, CBS, uh, Biden's disappointed. Um, you know, Mary Bruce would say, we're, you know, Biden's heavily involved in negotiations. But nobody says, well, obviously, he kind of stinks at this. Uh, you know, they're, they're not going to do that. Or Republicans might have some criticism of Biden. There's no Republican soundbite. And there's just really even no rep- uh, mention of what the Republican position would be on how to get rid of the ho- how to get the hostages out of Gaza. And there's certainly no focus on what's the American hostage that got out and how, surprise, surprise, that, uh, that little girl that got released is related to a Joe Biden donor. Now, there's another, that's on the Washington Free Beacon, but that's another angle you're just not going to hear them discuss, certainly not on the PBS NewsHour. But keep up with this as we try to keep up with the Biden scandals. They don't even want to pretend, you know, they want to pretend there are no Biden scandals. We're here to explain them and how much they're being ignored. That's why you come to Newsbusters once, twice, 24 times a day. Come to us at www.mrc.org slash donate to support us here at newsbusters.org.